0: Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where i inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome to Hope for Today. I'm so glad you joined me today, and I'm liking this day, and I hope you're liking it too, and let's have a great week. This day is going to help you when I introduce this friend because she is walking and living the prophetic life. This is Elizabeth Timefouck. I've known Elizabeth now how many years, Elizabeth? Welcome, by the way.
1: Wow, I mean, I don't even know at this point. It feels like a long time when you're great friends. It feels like a lifetime, but it's probably been
0: about six, seven years, maybe five years. I don't know. Yeah. But the times multiplied when you live prophetically. So uh, (laughs) we've been in a lot of places together, and uh, know a lot of the same people. And God's done a lot in your life, and you're an incredible speaker and uh, extremely prophetic. You train the prophetic. You have uh, raised up a whole company of prophets called the International Young Prophets. But before we get to that, because that's everything I know about you, I realize there's a lot I don't know about you, and uh, the people watching this probably are in the same place I am. So I want to hear your story, how you got to where you're at today. So wherever you want to start it, let's just hear Elizabeth's story today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, Pastor John. Actually, I've known of you way longer than you've known of me because I had heard so many testimonies of all these things that you had done, like even personally for people. So I, you had such a good, uh, you know, like a place in my heart before I even met you. So I have known you longer than six or seven years. That's you've funny. just only known me for that short. So, it, you know, it's so good to have a good name among people. I think I met so-
0: you, uh, Patricia King brought you with her. Yeah. So
1: that's when you actually met me, but I've known you from like Joe and Tricia Oden. I'd known you like I heard a lot of things they shared with me about you. So you were in good standing with me way before I even before you met me. So so such a fun time. But yeah, one of the things I I love encouraging people in is prophetic words are really important. And so when you get a prophetic word from someone, I tell people, don't put it on the shelf. I don't believe in putting prophetic words on the shelf because one one thing the Bible says is war with the word that's been given to you. And especially if it's concerning your destiny, you have to war for that because the enemy does not want you to get in your destiny. When you get in the destiny of God, you can break the powers of the enemy through you just walking out your destiny. So why wouldn't the enemy try to keep that from you? So for me personally, um, I had gotten this word. Um, I, I, I actually had a movement before the one I have now, and it was for young leaders in the seven mountains. And, um, it was just, you know, just the seven mountains. And so we would have older leaders come in. So probably my whole Christian walk, even since I graduated from Bible school, I've always had a passion for generations coming together. Cause I go, if I can get an older leader to hang out with a younger leader and help them walk through, we wouldn't see people fall away. They wouldn't, if they got hurt in church, someone can really help them and lead them and help their heart and all of that and help them get mature in their gifting and their calling. And so I just have always had that. So um, now it's manifested through the years differently. So, but my first one I did was a thing called the Elisha company with the seven mountains. And so all these leaders, when I started, all these leaders would call me and say, Hey, can I come and just speak to your young leaders? And of course, yeah, there were like some people that were known, some people that weren't, there were all these like amazing leaders that love the next generation. So one day the Lord told me to close it off and we were going to build in a couple new cities and you close off sometimes You should only close off something if God tells you, but sometimes when things are going downhill, you close it off. But ours was actually going uphill. And so the Lord told me to close it down and didn't make sense. So I went to some of my, you know, people that were over my life during the time. And I said, Hey, the Lord has asked me to close this down. I just need to like put it my counsel that's around my life. And they said, well, if the Lord's telling you to do it, you need to do it. So I close it down and I am a builder. So like my personality is like, what am I going to do now? Right. I mean, I guess we all have those moments. Right. And so I ended up um, flying up to a meeting I was invited to in the Northeast. And um, I was sitting around the table talking with some different young leaders. And we were talking about saying, you know, man, we wish we could run with some older leaders. You know, we wish we could just get them to like invest in us. And, you know, they were just I was just listening to the conversation. And then one of the young prophetic voices said to me, Elizabeth, why don't you start something for the prophetic movement that would be able to do that. And I automatically say no, it's Mm -hmm. okay. So like in the disc, okay. So never take no from me unless it's like a really, really hard no, but Mm -hmm. in the disc, my personality, I'm a CSD. So like a C naturally says no to everything. Don't help us Jesus. We need help. But, (laughs) (laughs) but I had said no. And, um, a natural thing is if we get information, if you give us information, more than likely we'll turn and say, yes, Mm -hmm. if you give us information so we can feel like what we're doing Is producing something, right? So I get on the plane after that meeting and I fly to Dallas from um, the Northeast and I fly to Dallas and I hear the Lord on the plane said, But you never asked me if you should say no, but you automatically said no. So I said, Okay, well, I'll go on a fast. I went on a partial fast that week and I said, God, if you want me to build anything in the prophetic, I could do round tables or I could do um, you know, or I can actually build a movement. What would you like me to do? So I literally felt, which is not normal to feel this on a fast, but I literally felt like brass heaven. So I was a little frustrated because I usually need, like most people need to feel the flow of God, you know? Right. Um, yeah. And I happened to look and just see, happen, happen to look and just see that my hero in the whole world is Jane Hammond, a prophet Jane Hammond. And I saw that she was going to be in Tomball, Texas, which is just, you know, North Houston. And so I was like, you know what? I'm frustrated this week. I can't hear God. I might as well go down and hear my hero, make something out of the week. So I drove down there. And when I walked in, I saw Jane and she said to me, oh, tell me what you've been up to. And when she said that, she goes, you know what? Don't don't tell me what you've been up to. The Lord actually just mm. spoke to me. I'm supposed to prophesy to you tonight. Why do you, if you're coming to tonight's service, I'm going to prophesy to you in the service. And I said, oh, okay. Like I didn't know what to talk about, right. then. <laughs> you know, cause it was just kind of like awkward moment. So that evening she calls me up and she starts prophesying to me. And she said, now, now you have to understand, I asked the Lord, should I build or should I just do round tables? And my like kind of life, thing is about Elijah and Elisha. Anyone that knows me, that's kind of my life thing about generations run together and just the the mantle and like how do you do it, you know, correctly. So Jane gets up and she she does not know anything. I've talked to the Lord about. She actually told me not to say anything to her about anything. So she gets up and she said, the Lord said to tell you to build the organization. And number two, she said God is going to teach you in this season a different level of Elijah and Elisha. That's what the two things she said to me in there. So I was like, okay, well, that is God. And I was thinking, why in the world can God just speak to that to me that week in it at home when I could have I could have just heard him. So what this is what where we sometimes we try to make figure out prophecy instead of letting God unfold it through prayer and say, God, what actually are you saying? So here's why God used Jane, um, to give me the word. He didn't want me, he could have spoken it to me, which he spoke to me a lot of things, right? Cause, uh, cause my mixture of the prophet and apostle is I could actually hear God and build what I hear. So right. that's, it's kind of my mix, but sometimes God wants me to hear always need people like we need each other right in the middle of it. So he needed Jane's buy-in. So he gave her the word. So, That next week, I'd already had on my calendar, I was going to fly to Santa Rosa Beach, where the Hammonds have their, you know, their global headquarters, and I was going to be the driver for Barbara Yoder, because Barbara was speaking at their conference there, like, the next week, so I said, oh, Jane, I'll see you next week, so I had gotten there like a day early before Barbara and was about to go in the office just to visit with some of my friends there. And as I go in, the Lord tells me, he said, now, now he starts speaking to me. Yeah. And he says, when you go in, I want you to ask Jane to help you. Like I have this vision, first of all, before he says that I have this vision of this like architectural board, like what architects like draw on. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a big puzzle. And in the puzzle, there were some pieces missing and I'm sitting there in in the vision, I see myself now I'm getting out of my car. I'm having this vision in the parking lot of their church. And I look down at the vision um, at the board and I, see, I go, where are these pieces at? Who has my puzzle pieces? And I hear the Lord say, Jane Hammond has your pieces of the puzzle that's missing. And, um, so then the Lord says to me after I come out of the vision and he says, I want you to ask her to be part of your leadership and you're going to build this organization. And, and, and I knew it was going to be called international young prophets. So I go in and I'm talking to my friends in there and they were like, Jane's going to say, I said, God just told me this. And they were like, Jane's going to say no to you because she's so busy. She's a pastor of a church and she travels every weekend. She's going to say no to you. Now Pretty much everyone told me that. So I'm like my heart palpitation. Mm-hmm. I'm going mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, she's going to say no. But I know God told me to ask her. Right. So I last minute, right in the middle of their conference week on top of that. And I go, one of my a, a older guy came up to me and he said, Elizabeth, why don't you just ask Jane to have a meeting with her and I'll get you a meeting with her. And I said, well, okay. I mean, the worst I could do is obey God. And she says no, right? Right. Right. So he he calls her and gets an appointment and it's literally right before she preaches that morning. So she comes in, I'm in the hallway, John. It's so funny. Like we Jane and I laugh about this now, but I'm in the hallway of her office. She's ca- running a little late. You could tell she has a lot on her mind when she runs mm-hmm. in. I'm in front of her office like I don't know if I was having a panic attack or what, but I'm like <laughs> Because I thought this is my hero. If she says no to me about this, I will never come to one of her meetings for the rest of my life. Like that's how like extreme, like when fear hits you, like Mm -hmm. in in fulfilling the vision, that's why I tell people step out the worst someone can say to you and God tells you to ask them is no. Like, at least you obeyed God's voice. So I'm like leaned over, like having like this anxiety attack pretty much. And she walks in and she comes in and she kind of puts sits right in front of me, almost like knee to knee. And she said, hey, so tell me what you know, you would like and you know what you're why you wanted to meet. And I said, I said, I'm really panicky, but I'm just gonna go for it. I said, God told me. Now she prophesied to me. It's when you prophesy something to someone, it's true at that point, right. right? She had just prophesied the week before. So I ended up um I ended up uh asking her, I said, Well I'm just gonna go for it and see what you say. I said, you know, the Lord I told her about the vision I had about the puzzle pieces. The Lord told me to ask her to be part of our leadership. And she turned to me, she goes okay, I'll do it. So I'm wow. like, what, really? Like, it's almost <laughs> like I expected her to say no. Cause all those people told me she would say no. So right. I was like, okay, thank God. And I jump up, she has to go out and preach in the conference. Cause it was like one of their conferences, she jumps up and she goes out and um, she preaches and I'm sitting in the audience going, thank God, thank <laughs> God, my hero. I can actually show up at her conferences again. And um, so that kind of is like the gist of how, pretty much all of it started got Jane Patricia King I always told me Elizabeth I'll help you build because she Patricia is like a right. major builder like and so it's like I just felt like God put everything together and just started building international young prophets you know I the Lord would actually speak to me about the leaders I needed to ask to be part of our leadership or connect with and I mean like you like you've been to so many of our things I love yeah. you being part of our meetings and part yeah, of you know too. just coming in and being and in the middle of that you can see people are so hungry the generations are so hungry it's not about a person if anything right. that i push it's like this is about family for the first two years of international young profits um even though like people got in by way of profit being a profit, the part of it that i love is that i build for the first two years i would use family terms like i'm like if we're gonna do this we have to build a company of profits as family because What's going to happen is people are going to start jarring for platforms that naturally happen. And I didn't wanna build that. I wanted to build that people would end up working together. And so if people come to our meetings, they usually know we have the nights off. We never do night meetings. Mm -hmm. We, during the day, we do all our profits thing. And then in the evening, we tell people, pick people you wanna go out with and just go have dinner with them and become friends with them. And I've watched so many of them become long-term friends now. Some of them go to, I mean, you've ended up at conferences and people you've met there, you've spoken at their churches. That's the thing I love. Like personally, the relational component is what makes me stirred up more. It's not just us prophesying together right. and all
0: of that. Well, so, so I want to explore that a little. Let me explore that a little bit because you are yeah. I call you a, a supernatural connector. How did you get to be? Because some people are just like that. How how did that facilitate in your life to be able to connect people?
1: Yeah, I actually didn't even know I had it when I was younger, even before I was saved. Um, people would always tell me, Man, you're so good at like, um, they would use the word what it's like, um what's the business term? There's like a business term they use. Like they would say, you know how to like, I don't know. And I always hated the word network. That's the word they would say. And they would say like, you're such a good networker. And it would offend me when I was younger. Cause Mm -hmm. I thought like, no, I actually love people because back then networking, like networking's taken on a different thing now. But back then when I was younger, I thought networking was just a business term and it was just used so like I can get my agenda accomplished, right. which is not true at all. Like it's not true at all. But back then it was that way. So as I got older, I understood that it was a gifting from God that God put on my life. I can't even take credit for it. I would literally go in a room and I started picking up on it as I got older. But like I start, I would go in a room and I would go, oh, those two people need to be friends. And I would go over and grab that person and said, hey, I feel like you're supposed to be friends with this person. And they would end up being the best of friends. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know it was a gifting or anything. And so it started to get stronger and stronger. And then I would just call people and say, Hey, I want to do this meeting. Would you want to come to it? Like, I didn't know. I I've never been, I know this sounds weird, but I've never been prideful in that area. Cause I don't know, like maybe people would right. say no, but like people would end up saying, sure, I would love to come. And it'd be like the busiest people on the earth. And then I would get in there. And by the time I get in the meeting, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, all these people actually came. Like, <laughs> So, I'm just saying, God will anoint your yes in a second. Right. Like, am I like I? I think I'm not a super gifted person at all. But I always said yes to the Lord. I th- I think like I, if I was to say anything, is I would always do the work. I always work hard, and I always say yes. And so God came and anointed me, and then He put the people around me I would need to help fulfill the purpose of my calling. So I think that's the beauty, but I still to this day can go in a room. Um, like, for instance, I have this testimony. It's kind of neat. We're up here, I'm up here in New Jersey and we're doing a three month school of the prophets. And so one of the times I was speaking at the end of it, we would, there were just certain words God gave me to pray for people. Like we prayed for CEOs and all these things that really like are up in this area. And I didn't know you just do the word of the Lord. Right. So, or a word of knowledge. And so I'm standing over here and this girl comes up and I said, um, we prayed for a specific area and she comes up and she. She said, Man, um, she said, I, I just lost my job, but God told me that I'm going to get a job in March. And, um, and I said, you know what? I said, let's pray for her because I could just tell, I think she's newly saved. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I just knew God wanted to do something for her. And I looked over to the other side of the room and I go, Hey, I had just met the night before a couple, like a really sweet, sweet couple. And I go, Hey, can you guys, I call them R and R. Cause their names are like, right. I always forget their names. So I call them R and R. And, um, I said, Hey, can you guys come over here? I feel like y'all are supposed to pray for this girl. Now I'm all the way on the opposite side of the church. Church. they're all way on the total opposite side. So I said, I feel like y'all are supposed to pray for her. So they come over and they said, Elizabeth, actually, cause this girl works in automotive and, um, it, I mean that's so specific, right? right? And they come over, and I said, I just feel like y'all are supposed to pray for her. She, they go, actually, Elizabeth, when you said that, our son owns an automotive commu- um, mm. business, and we could actually go and get her an interview. They're like, we're gonna call our son to get her an interview. And from what I understand, like I haven't talked to her, but for I just saw them this weekend, and they're like, she got the job. Oh, awesome. And it's March, you yeah. know, so like God yeah. is showing how loving and faithful He is to this young woman because, um, you know, in the middle of it and like, I didn't know, like, I can't even take credit because the Lord just told me that couple over there is connected to this girl. And I didn't know, I just felt like she would, they were supposed to come pray for her. So now the whole school of the prophets saw that now they're going to hear a testimony of something come to pass of someone in a room, understanding how to put you know, like God, how God's moving among people to put some strategic in place. So I don't know. It's just like a gift that I have. That's very natural for me. Um, and I, I probably do that. Like I'll call my friends and I'll say, Hey, I feel like this person's supposed to speak at your church. Like, I feel like they have an element. I don't know. I never know. why. God never tells me why I just always know they're supposed to do it. And then hopefully my friend trusts me enough (laughs) to invite the person. (laughs) Yeah, in the middle of it. So that's really just my gifting. I've
0: I've experienced that from you, both sides of it. Uh, Hey, you should have this person or told somebody, John should come be a part of what you're doing. It's worked every time. And you're funny because you say, I'm not really gifted, but I see you as very gifted. Uh, If everybody could be at one of your meetings and see all of the people you assemble together, Now, they're very strong leaders. They're well-known. I don't want to start naming names because I might leave somebody else, but it's who's who in the prophetic world, in the apostolic world, and how you're able to get all these people together in one room with one agenda and lead them uh, makes you extremely gifted. So I just want to thank thank you for your gifting of being a leader of leaders, uh, being an influencer of influencers. And so you're extremely important to the kingdom. I know we like to have you at Freedom usually three times a year, uh, because of what you bring, and our people are still talking. You were with us a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, I guess, of how powerful the Word was, and uh, the anointing on your life is just continually growing, and it's exciting to watch what you're doing and see how God truly is using you. So um, I I don't know another person like you, and that's a compliment. I think that yeah. is fantastic. So thank you for what you bring to the kingdom what do you see as your future where do you see god taking international young prophets or what you're doing in ministry right now what's what's before you
1: yeah i mean i i have a huge call to the local church um mm-hmm. i want to make um i want to make prophets you know, like for me personally, one of the things I'll probably go through it really quick with you. One of the things I feel like, I feel like we need to get the prophets excited about the local church. Again, there was something in America that happened where it's like the more popular thing is to be called to the nations. And I actually have, I, I love the local church. I, one of my greatest passions right now is to get the prophets excited about the local church and being part of local church. Mm -hmm. Um, and understand that it is one of our jobs to help build the local church right. or local apostolic hub. So I, that's one of my personal callings right now. And so I am like, we're going to make local church fun again for the prophetic movement. And I, I'm so sorry that there's been so much craziness that we've even caused, not we, me personally, but right. you know, oh. the it, within the prophetic movement growing, we have caused some damage to the local church. And so God is using it right now. To to make us a blessing again, so we can right. serve pastors, so we can serve apostles, so we so can give us serve-
0: a. I think that's. A, I'm glad you touched on it, to give us a point of reference. What are some of the damages that you see were done in the past in the prophetic yeah. community?
1: I, and I could say just because I haven't been in this forever, um, mm-hmm. but I I just have talks with a lot of pastors. Whether they're pastors of like to me, it's not a bi- it's not a huge thing if somebody is a small church pastor or a large church pastor. They're just stewarding whatever God's called them right. to, right? But from both of those ends, I've listened. I've sat and listened to pastors saying like prophets have come in and they've come to like yell at our people or to come they've caused more havoc and we feel like as pastors all we're doing is cleaning up afterwards right. when the prophet comes in i mean those are pretty extreme but they're yeah not one time happening. It's happened over and over. So I actually had a pastor of like a pretty well-known church in Arizona tell me, I wish we could work more with prophets, but they come in and we have to clean up after them. And I thought that is the saddest statement you could make to
0: Because prophecy is supposed to build up, encourage, strengthen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I tell our young prophets, because to be part of International Young Prophets, you actually have to be part of a local congregation. Or if you're searching for one, you have to be submitted under senior leader That's to great. be an apostle or some, someone over your life. Because um, I just need to know that people have that in their life. Even if they can't find a local church yet, they're at least seeking it out. Right. Um, right. but right. one of the things I tell people is before you go to a local church, either have a meeting with a pastor before and see where he feels like what your role is. Cause a pastor has a, he's not just randomly picking people to come right. speak at his church. He has a vision that God's given him or apostle has a vision that God's given him or her. And, um, you are part of that building of that vision. And so I either look up online, the vision of the church before I go there, if it's like a new church, I look up their vision and I ask the Lord, I say, Lord, what is my part in helping build that vision? Um, I'm not going in there to like tell people off. I'm not going in there to reveal anything. If God wants to reveal something in someone's heart, it's a, it's, it's probably going to be very pastoral. I'll, as a prophet, um, You know, there's this statement, which totally is an orphan spirit (laughs) statement, but people go, well, the Old Testament prophets, they were intense and hard. Actually, in the Old Testament out of Jeremiah, it talks about being a shepherd also as a prophet. And I think when you go in a local congregation or just anywhere, even if I'm in Walmart and I'm prophesying to someone, the father's heart and how he's portrayed, even if someone's living in the worst sin, even if they've chosen that, whether, you know, whatever it is, God is always trying to get them a way out. right? Right. He wants to show their love. So you can say some, I could say, I mean, you've heard me preach. I can be kind of tough, but I do it in so much love. Because I, I'm not tough because I'm trying to be tough. I'm being tough to pull people up higher right. and to say, right. "Hey, you know what? God really cares about you. He really cares about you getting us." And it's never just them; it's me. Like I have to live out the message before I preach it myself. So I hope it comes across like I'm with everybody else in the
0: room, oh, and we're it, all it definitely going is. Up- It comes across so well for me that I'm comfortable having you speak when I'm out of the nation or out of the country or out of the city. So many times you've stepped in for me because... You do have a love for our people, and our people love you. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's great. Yeah, I
1: love that, and I love serving. Like I love serving local churches, but I am only part of it. Like I, right. if if I come in and I come in there to tear down something that a pastor has spent years with his people, and every day I am out of order at that point, right. point. and so I feel like I feel like I, I'm not saying like we need to win pastors and apostles over again, but we kind of do um, mm-hmm. in one aspect and. I think first of all is when we go and we say, Hey, what part are we playing? Like, do you have a part? And I think it's wonderful for prophets or who, even if you're not a prophet, you're an itinerant preacher and you go in a church, you do need to ask a pastor, you know, or apostle, like ask them, you know, like, what do you see me doing? And so most people know, they'll say, well, here's what, what's going on in our church. And they'll tell you, and more than likely God's, especially if you're a prophet, God's already spoken to you what you're supposed right. to speak on. Right. And you just, you could, kind of say it in a way that would really make people be fed. And so I don't know, for me personally, anyone yelling at me just in the natural, I shut down. So I think like if I ever go into church, which I'm not a yeller anyway, like I just am not that type person. But if I went in and I yelled at someone in an audience, like I would expect them to shut down. I wouldn't expect them to be on the receiving end of that. They they should be able to say, Hey, you know what? I got a takeaway from today and I Mm -hmm. could go and ask the Holy spirit to help me be equipped or, you know, help me. Cause my role as a prophet is to equip the body for the work of the ministry. Right. Right. And so if I'm tearing people down and not building them up, that's not the heart of God at all.
0: No, no. Well, I I just appreciate that. And I appreciate you, Elizabeth. And I know you're making an impact in uh, the prophetic movement in the United States and globally. So, um, I think the probably takeaway today is you don't know how gifted you are, which makes you extraordinary. Thank you for Our being husband. a humble servant of the Lord and of the church and of the fivefold ministry. And I just, uh, audience today, I wanted you to get a peek inside of who Elizabeth Time Fook is. You're going to hear her name a lot more. Um, she's very connected in the fivefold ministry world, in the Pentecostal world, the charismatic world. And uh, Elizabeth, I just thank you for being you and look forward to the future with you and what God has for you. So thank you for being with us today.
1: Yeah, thank you so much.
0: And I'm looking forward to uh, some engagements this year with International Young Prophets and just excited to see all that you do. I wanted to mention one thing. Uh, you go into cities and uh, prophesy over cities, bring in prophets, and and that is, has been fantastic for our nation And again, I want to thank you for that. So I know we're running out of time, but thank you for your time today. You're very busy. Uh, you're up doing a school of profits in New Jersey with the Rosellies. That's, that's great. And, uh, Thank you guys for tuning in today. Anything else you want to say, Elizabeth?
1: Yeah, I would love to invite. I mean, we don't have a location. And we'll announce it soon, but I know you're coming to be part of the one we're doing in New York. Right. So on July, I think it's 8th and 9th or 7th and 8th, mm-hmm. somewhere that Friday, Saturday, we are going to be doing a We Prophesy New York. Um, the Lord That'll has spoke awesome. to me and said, I want you to go and take the prophets to New York. Here's kind of the backing behind what we're doing as prophets. We have like the double fold of like Jane, one of my inheritance from Jane is the prophet going into regions, but right. also the company of prophets from Bishop Hammond had told me he's my spiritual father. And he said, Elizabeth, you're going to carry on the company of prophets message mm-hmm. that he started. Right. So the mixture of those two, when we go into regions is we take this company of prophets with us and we just prophesy into yeah, the region. Beautiful. And it's so beautiful because if you, I mean, you've been with us before, John, mm-hmm. the, the love the prophets have for each other, everyone gets along. Everyone is yeah. just it's just so respect. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's like God it you don't have to be a loner prophet out there. God actually created the company of prophets to go together and right. to go right. and prophesy over region. So if you want to come just follow us, you can go to my Instagram and kind of follow us. We'll probably yeah, we'll announce put it the, there We'll the put location. your addresses
0: up right now so people can see and follow what you're doing. Please do, because she's busy, she's doing great things for the kingdom. And yeah. Uh, join in new york that'd be fantastic
1: yeah elizabeth
0: again thank you for your time all you do thank you for joining us today i uh, hope for today i encourage you uh, get into the word uh if you're prophetically gifted at all follow elizabeth tom fook you want to see what she's doing what she's teaching uh she has a beautiful book and i will put that up right now also um that she's pulled a lot of leaders together and shared their testimonies of what god is doing so Again, thanks for tuning in today. And Elizabeth, as always, thank you for being you. And to everyone, have a great week. Don't give up hope and let that hope carry you into supernatural faith. God bless. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook Instagram and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.